Welcome back to Between the Shelves for our first bonus episode. Well, I guess it's our second bonus episode if you count the Oscar review, crew Oscar review. Oh, yeah, that's right. But this is our, our first What Are You Into bonus episode. So I'm joined again by, if you listen to last episode, I'm joined by the same people I had on there. Jen, our library director. Jonathan from Head of Outreach Services. And Morgan, Head of Patron Services. Hi, Alex. Hey. Hey, Alex. Hello. So... What is everybody into right now? I don't mind going first. If anybody doesn't want to jump off, jump. Go ahead. Okay. I am into a book. The book is called The Remains of the Day by Kazuo Ishiguro. Has anyone read this? I have. It's on my list. So this book floored me and I read it by complete accident. So if you remember back from our murder mystery episode, Peter uh, mentioned that Another book by Kazuo Ishiguro uh, was his favorite book, right, Never, Let Never Let oh. You Go. Never Let You Go. So I was, I was thought, oh, yeah, that's on my to-read list. I'll bump that up to the top and I'll read it. So what do I do? I go to Fiction Ishiguro in the, at the library and I forget what the title was. I pull the wrong book. <laughs> I pull <laughs> The Remains of the Day instead. And I start reading it, and I, I knew from our conversation in the, the podcast, if you go back, we were talking about science fiction. And Clara and the Sun was the, the, right? Was that the one he had recommended? That was for the book club, but his oh, favorite okay. book was Never Let, Never Let Me Go. Me go. Okay. But Never Let Me Go, he had mentioned, has some sci-fi elements to it. So I'm reading this book, Remains of the Day, and uh, it is it has no sci-fi elements. No. So I get halfway through the book, and I'm like, when is like a robot going to show up? Yeah. <laughs> It's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Spoiler alert. I, I'm not upset at all that I, I read this book. It was fantastic. Um, it's told from the perspective of an aging butler. It's set in uh, in England in a, an English a lord's manor. Um, and it bounces back between the 1930s and the 1950s. And you come to find out that something in between that time has led to the downfall of, of this lord in the manor. So it, in the 1930s, uh, this butler is managing an enormous staff. They're having uh, Winston Churchill and all these figures, lords and ladies, and the prime minister, they're all coming for these events and galas and things. And then you cut to the 50s, and the estate is being sold. The lord is oh, wow. is um, he's being slandered by townsfolk. So... Uh, the novel bounces back and forth between these two time periods and you slowly start to learn what happens. I'm not going to spoil it, but it's it's a really, really interesting structure to a story. But that's not even what the story is really about. This Because the story... Oops, I just bumped my mic, sorry. The the story is from the perspective of the butler, not about not the lord. And the themes that the book really kind of tackles is that of um, how do you define dignity and how do you find purpose in your life? Oh. So the butler is a very classic, you know, stiff upper lip, proper gentleman. Um, he takes his, he, his dignity comes from his work and serving his Lord. So um, he kind of, he defines himself in, in that way. And then another, a new character is introduced, Miss Ken Kensington, I think her name is, or Kenyon, who is the head mistress or, or not mistress. Uh, what am I trying to say? Hold on. I have it written down. Patron? Headmistress. Headmistress. Um, who comes in, who's basically the second in command after the butler. Yeah. Um, and you start to, she starts to challenge his preconception of what 
makes a good life, basically, oh. because she's more um, free-willed and she, her, her dignity comes from living based off her values. And I don't want to get into spoilers again because it's, it's worth reading this book. Um, but basically, you, you come to find out by the time we get to the 1950s that the butler's idea of what it means to live a proper life um, is really challenged, and it's about him trying to grapple with that. And the additional layer of that is the butler's father is, was also a butler, so he's kind of getting his values from his father, and then we yeah. watch, yeah. Um, again, I don't want to get into too much spoilers, but his relationship with his father also kind of aids with him trying to reassess his life. Wow. And uh, it's just it's just a great book. It, it's hard to even put into words. I think it won the National Book Award, and I, I think Kazuo Ishiguro has later won a Pulitzer Prize for his writing as well. Wow. Well, you know that it was turned into a movie. Did you I, know that's that? the next thing I was going to yeah. say. So I finished the book, and I I knew it was a movie, and I, I'm a huge Anthony Hopkins fan, especially since seeing The Father, which everyone should see. It, he won the Oscar for Best Actor two years ago for, for his portrayal in that film. Um so anyway, so I knew Anthony Hopkins played the butler. So I immediately checked out this movie wow. to watch it. And the movie is fantastic. I think he won maybe the BAFTA. For that. For, for, that. for that, his role. And that's the um, butler. And Emma Watson plays Miss Ken, Ken... I'm going to say Kensington. I forget what her name is. Um, but their their dynamic is, is fantastic in the book. and I mean, the movie, rather. So I recommend both of those. Definitely check it out. And I can't... I just checked out... Never Let You Go, the book I Never Let Me Go, the book I intended to read. So I'll have an update on that hopefully in a future episode. And you should definitely check out uh, When We Were Orphans, another huge hit by this uh, book, by the you know, bestseller, um, where he really, I read it a while ago, so I, I can't remember. I just remember it's one of those books that really stays with you and he, it really challenges um, memory, human memory, and how you remember something and your perception of the past and, and then reality and um, it's anything he writes is just really worthwhile. Um, and then the other one, right, was the Clara and the Sun is also a great book by him. Yeah. I'll put links to all of those if you're interested. Really you good check books. Them out in the you can't books. go wrong with any of his, but great movie too. Yeah, and also one other thing about Kazuo Ishiguro, he wrote the screenplay for the movie Living that came out last year. Oh, if you remember that. that. So that movie, Living, so prolific, this guy, right? Yeah, yeah. he's going to be an EGOT winner or something soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, or whatever. The he just has to make a a movie with um, Lin Manuel Miranda, so yeah. they could win the Grammy, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I really I like authors who who don't pigeonhole themselves in one genre, and he right. seems to be yeah. doing a little bit of everything. So yeah, he's he's fantastic. All right, who's next? I'll go next. Okay, so I am reading, I just finished it last night. Um, it's the name of the book is Independence, and it's by, I'm going to take it slow because it's uh, an Indian name, Shitra Ban, Banaji Diwakaroni. So Alex is going to put the full name and the link to this book. Um, I, did it, I did it on Libby uh, with one of my favorite audiobook readers, her name, her first name is Snia. I'll put it in the links because I sometimes just follow her because she's such a great reader. But this author has been one of my uh, favorite authors since college. I've read uh, everything that she wrote. So this is her newest book, and it takes place in 1947 as India is just gaining its independence and Pakistan is being established. And 
Um, so it's a very complicated time for India. And she always or often writes from the woman's perspective. And she's very, there's themes throughout her books. Uh, she's very poetic in her writing. And she, uh, she, there's usually sisters involved, which I have, you know, several sisters. So I kind of relate to it that way. And this particular tale has three sisters and it's all of them are very unique. One is very beautiful. One is very smart. One is very practical. And, you know, so you could take that on too. you know, there's a lot of, um, symbolism and metaphors in that. And, and it's just all how they deal this. Um, I guess it's about a 10 year period, maybe even smaller. Uh, what happens to them, they get, you know, they grow up together and then they're torn apart for, I won't say why. And then it's how they, their journeys. And during this very tumultuous time in the birth of the nation of India. So if you like a little historical fiction, you're looking for something a little more exotic. Um, and with strong female leads, I recommend independence. And real quick, I read The Measure, which is uh, by Nikki Ehrlich. This is a new book. Every adult across the globe receives a wooden box with the inscription, The Measure of Your Life Lies Within. And inside the box is a string that's length correlates with the length of your life. So it's a really great concept for a book. And it goes into, she focuses on eight characters specifically um, and their journey because then it is there people are being judged for being short stringers or they, you know, they, and there's no way you can change, you know, what, what this outcome is. So it's really an interesting concept and I really enjoyed it. I honestly, I didn't think I was going to, cause it feels a little science fictiony at first. Like these yeah. boxes appear. I read it too. I'd call it speculative fiction. Speculative I is a better way to think of it. Right. Cause then nothing else about it is, you know, they just, you have to kind of just get over that fact and just accept that that's reality. And then it's really about relationships and, kind of like the global. So, you know, it was, um, it was memorable. It was, you know, it was a good read. It was short. It wasn't a long read. Yeah. I'd say it's a great pick for a book club because it's a great conversation starter. That's very, very accurate because the characters are well-developed enough that if you want to talk about your characters and just as a whole, that's an interesting conversation to have. Just the concept alone. Just the concept alone. And then personally, few things that I'm into, and then I'm going to throw it over to my colleagues, is I'm excited to announce that I joined a writer's group. Ooh, I know. that's exciting. So I do like to write in my free time, and I have joined a, a group of writers on uh, near my home, and I'm pretty excited. We meet twice a month, and I, I've only been to one meeting. It's very nervous to go, but that's exciting and getting a little bit out of my comfort zone by doing that. Um, and I learned how to play gin rummy. Shout out to my niece, Mary, for teaching me. I knew how to play rummy and five hundred rummy, but I never knew how to play gin rummy. So we became, um, last weekend, we just buckled down and we called up the Bicycle Cards website for the official rules and we learned how to keep score properly. And it's a lot more challenging than I originally thought. And um, we're loving it. So we're like gin rummy people now. Um, So that's about it. That's what I'm into right now. Love it. Yeah. Well, I'm watching, uh, you can tell, like, I'm not reading, well, the books that I'm reading, I already talked about on the last podcast, so I'm going to talk about what I'm watching on TV right now, so you're going to, any, like, a shout out to any PBS fans out there, because everything I'm watching is on PBS, because it's very cool and, and fun, and uh, one of the series that I'm watching right now, just because it's it's on right now, is Sanditon, and Sanditon is fascinating, because it's based on a book by Jane Austen, and the thing is, Sanditon does not have an actual ending, because Jane Austen 
Austen passed away before she could complete the novel. And so the exciting thing about Sanditon is that it can end any number of different ways, depending on who's writing the ending. And the author can kind of take the characters in any direction they're going, depending on who the, the particular author is writing, you know, for that particular time. So uh, it's about a uh, the kind of a this young lady, Miss Hayward, that comes uh, to this seaside resort town, Sanditon, and Miss Hayward's kind of trying to find herself, and she is not kind of coming into her life in, in like, I think it's 1700s England, Jen, yep. or something like that. And Miss Hayward is not following any of the real social rules about finding her way, marrying off right away, and having kids. She's defining her own way. Uh, and then she's also joined by a character, Miss Lamb, that comes from the West Indies. And, um, you know, Miss Lamb is, uh, is definitely not, and she's not English. And so there's this whole entire tension about Miss Lamb being from the West Indies and she's actually an heiress. Uh, and it's just interesting to see kind of like the, the racial tensions that are happening uh, in, the, in the TV series and how Miss Lamb is navigating that. Uh, and also how Miss Hayward is kind of navigating her way, finding a life for herself. Uh, so, and the scenery is just amazing. Beautiful. And it's just a, if you love English countryside and, and you like history, I think you would really love Sanditon. Another series that I absolutely love is The Indian Doctor. And this is, um, it's set in, I think it's 1950s uh, Wales uh, in Great Britain. And uh, it's set in a coal mining town. And so you have uh, kind of this coal mining community mindset. Everybody works for the mine or they work in the town that supports the mine. And their doctor who takes care of everyone dies. And they get a new doctor coming into town, and his name is Dr. Sharma, and he happens to be from India. And so the town is convulsing at the fact that they have this doctor that is not Welsh, and he comes from India. And his, uh, his wife, Dr. Sharma's wife, Kamini, does not want to be in Wales. She wants to be. She's very metropolitan. Uh, and she wants to be back down in London. And so there's this tension going on between Dr. Sharma and his wife. Dr. Sharma is starting to slowly fall in love with his community, uh, and Kamini wants nothing to do with it until Kamini um, finds uh, this young kind of wayward kid that's getting into trouble in the community, belongs to one of the, the miners, and um, he's growing up without a mom and getting into trouble constantly in school and in the town. And Kamini, Dr. Sharma's wife, actually befriends this, this young boy, finds out he doesn't know how to read, starts to teach him how to read. And slowly but surely, the town starts kind of pulling Kamini into its grip. And Kamini, you know, greatly just falls in love with raising this young boy who has really no one to look after him. And it's just fun to see um, Dr. Sharma taking care of this town and... Uh, the town is uh, affected by a lung disease, and the miners don't know it yet, but Dr. Sharma is putting the pieces together, and he's trying to win the miners over uh, to, to seek treatment. And uh, so that's kind of where the whole story is right now, and um, that's, just, that's just fun. There's another classic from James Herriot called All Creatures Great and Small, and that is set in Yorkshire Dales uh, in the, the northern area of Great Britain, and the scenery alone is just spectacular. So if you're looking for a show that truly is just a getaway from everything to make you feel like you traveled to England and came back, um, watch All Creatures Great and Small. And it's just a great feel-good show.
I love it so uh, much, that, Jonathan. Not to just, jump in, I, but I if you that. love animals, if you love dogs, yes. if you love cats, if they are, if you love horses, yes, um, they are just so um, such well developed characters. I never read the book or the it's a series. No, of me books, either. Right, right exactly. And um, but I totally will. But the interpretation is is wonderful and cozy and and um, you know, you cry, you laugh, and you're just so yes. happy um, when it's on, and you're so sad when it's over. Yes, exactly. And they're confronting World War II right yes, now. Yes, that's looming. And like, so this next is the cliffhanger season, right now. Panic. I don't yes. know what's going to happen. I know. Like, I know. Jonathan and I plastered exactly. you in the hall. We're like, what's like, going to happen to James? Tristan just went off on the train. I don't want to like, talk oh about gosh. it. I know. It's oh very gosh. challenging. I, I know. Like, nothing could happen. And he just met a girl, <laughs> yes. and she's perfect for him, and... <sighs> Is he going to come back? We don't know. It? Big cliffhanger. Yes, we have to wait yes. a whole year to find it's, out. It's crazy. I love that show. So, And then another fun one, is, which is just awesome, is Grantchester. And this is about an Episcopal priest, Will Davenport. And the priest drives a motorcycle. So why I would love you it. like that? I, I can't even it. imagine why that would <laughs> be like that. Like, <laughs> oh, it kind of echoes yeah. areas of my life, you yeah. know? Like and like, I love the motorcycle thing. The minute yeah. I saw the motorcycle, sure. like, I had to go to Royal Enfield and I had to go look at, at the, the motorcycle, motorcycle he rides. Right. But it just didn't work for me, so I didn't buy that one. I was I wanted that bike because I'm like, I will totally be Will Davenport. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. But uh, so watch Grandchester. It's just mystery. Like you can watch each episode individually. Uh, Grandchester is a standalone mystery. Each individual episode, and it's all about the Episcopal priest befriending the captain of the police in this British town uh, and how they how they solve Solved mysteries. Crimes. But it's not hokey. No, you know it's it's like they're they're very good mysteries. Okay. So um, so definitely watch Grandchester. And an all time favorite is an Australian show called A Place to Call Home, and it's about the life of this Australian family that owns a big estate. But it is not boring. They are not a boring family, and they are very much, I think, living outside the time they live in. Yes. If I could phrase it any other way, like they're. It has they're, the hook of a soap opera. Yes. Like that, you like. Oh, what's gonna happen next? Like, there's romance and intrigue. Oh, and there's all sorts of there's stuff. There's all sorts happening. of things happening. Yes. Oh my goodness. But it's also again, it's in a beautiful setting. Yes. And the the sets are amazing. The clothing. Yep. Uh, there, the acting is great. It's just. And it's during the 60s. Yeah. So, like, things really are changing kind of in Australia. Yeah, Absolutely. Right. So, like, the old guard turning over to the new yep. guard of the yep. older generation to the new generation. Very Just interesting. So cool. Just Love so that. Cool. There's many epic series. Uh, yeah, that, like, goes, that goes on for many, a few um, series. Seasons, huh? Yes, yeah, exactly. Seasons. Exactly. So watch that whole entire thing. Yes. It, it came to an watch end. Very unfortunately, it came to an end. But you can get that series at the library. But it was a good oh. ending, though. Oh, it was, it was amazing. Fair. It was like it was satisfying. Just satisfying ending. Stick through it till the ending. Yep. Oh, my goodness, because you'll be wowed yeah. at the last episode. Wow, PBS is on fire. Yeah, it totally is. is. It absolutely is. And there's right. more, but we're just holding that. That's yeah. it. That's it. Well, I'm glad you mentioned you can get it at the library because I know you can get, if you want to catch up, listeners, we, we have them on DVD sure. at the library. Except for the, I haven't heard of the Indian Doctor before. I'll have to check on that's that. That's a newer. Oh, you have it's to newer, watch it. Think, yes. Yeah, right? it, 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 within a, the last year, I yeah, think. Yeah, it's right? a newer. I think it's a newer one. So that'll be out on DVD. Before you know it. Before you oh, know yeah, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, cool. Morgan, what are you into? I feel like I have a slow follow-up to this. Uh, so I'm in a little bit of a semi-reading rut. I don't know what is happening with that me. Happens. But so pretty much I have been listening to the Harry Potter series while I've been driving to work. I just finished book five um, and I've been playing Hogwarts Legacy, which is you start the game off as a fifth year student. So that's been really cool because yeah. there's been a lot of very subtle nods in the game to like characters and little details and things that happen in the fifth book. So that's been like really fun for me to Yeah, it's experience. like you're creating this whole universe in your 
Yeah, and I just, like, I guess I, like, just went all in, yeah. too. Like, uh, Phineas Nigelis Black, that's the headmaster in, in Legacy, is one of the um, headmaster portraits that's, like, Dumbledore's got style and, like, stuff like that. Like, these little things where, like... Yeah, what a universe. Yeah, right? it's just, it's the connections are just, like, really fun. Um, yeah. But then I decided after I finished the fifth book to take a break, and I started listening to The Paris Apartment by Lucy Foley, which... Um, I'm listening to it on audio through Libby and it's like a murder mystery and and it's just centered around all these people in an apartment building. Yeah. And And there's a twist. Yes. I am about halfway through the book. It's just starting to pick up. People are starting to reveal themselves a little bit and you think you're starting to figure some people out. So it's getting really, uh, Lucy Folly is a a good, uh, thriller you yeah. know and you're just looking for something uh, like it's i think of her books as the the when i'm like reading something heavy i like and then i'm gonna read her because just it's a fun thriller like a palate cleanser yeah it's a palate cleanser right yeah it's, they're fun they're good you know they're, yeah. you know, they're, they're mysteries and she's like a good little little twist in her books. yeah because so. i listened to the guest list last year yes. and i really enjoyed that, that was good too, too yeah. um so and i like that there's different voices there's different perspectives so if you like reading books or listening to books that have multiple perspectives of things that are happening in real time in the book. It's it's a really, it's fun. Yeah. I'm enjoying it. Um, and then I'm also reading Physically Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. Uh, I love it. I'm about halfway through that book as well. <laughs> I was so happy when I saw you. Uh, it was on your... Your yeah, email signature or something currently reading it. I was like, oh, you're gonna love it. I know. It's such I, a great book. I think I have like five books that I'm currently reading on my Goodreads. It's so bad. And like, I love Lessons in Chemistry, but I've been reading it for probably like two months now. Um, that's my problem is I love the book, but I just am not following through with like actually reading it. Right. Um, and then let's see. But besides from reading, since I've kind of been not great at that. I've been playing Ultimate Frisbee with a local group of uh, women in my That's neighborhood. That's fun. And oh my we recently scrimmaged Stony Brook University's club team, so that was a ton of fun. Wait, what's the name of your team? Do you have a name? Uh, yeah. You don't uh, have to say it if you're... If you I can. Okay. Uh, we're the Mother Flickers. Let's <laughs> <laughs> be clear. That's yes. M-L-I-C-K-E-R-S. So, yeah, it's a group, uh, mostly moms. I'm not a mom at this time, but um, I'm in the same age range. Well, they're a little bit older than me. They call me the baby of the group, but it's fine. <laughs> I love um, it. That's great. But, yeah, we recently scrimmaged, a, like, a university's club team, so that was really good. And we lost, but we held our own, so That's that was it. a ton of fun. That's right. I didn't expect to enjoy this as much as I am. It's kind of a new sport for me, yeah. so. Um, but I love it. And I... Me and my husband have been gotten like really into coffee making, so we've gotten very bougie about that. We just got a new coffee grinder, and I don't know. I was Maybe telling you can Alex do a about it earlier. At the library about, yeah. you know, coffee make, is so good. Know, oh my! Espresso and... Ooh, so good. <laughs> if there's a way to make coffee, we probably have it in our kitchen, which is uh, ridiculous, but also amazing. Uh, and I recently saw Muse and Evanescence at MSG on uh, St. Patty's Day, so that was. A ton of fun and also reliving my elder, my elder emo lifestyle <laughs> of seeing Evanescence live. That was our first show at MSG, and uh, I mean, Amy Lee's just a incredible singer. I mean, the whole and the whole band. It was it was awesome, and Muse obviously is incredible. So, um, 
It was a great time. And uh, that's all that I'm into lately. Nice. Well, you've certainly filled in your reading rut with a lot of fun stuff. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of like extracurriculars outside of the reading. More listening for me than reading as of right now. I'm tired just hearing everything that he's doing. It's wonderful. All right. Well, that's all we've got. So stay tuned for uh, next episode. Next week's episode, we're going to be talking about some of our favorite TV shows. And we're going to be highlighting Yellow Jackets and Ted Lasso. So make sure you tune in next week. All right. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Thanks, Alex. Thanks, everyone.